Welcome to Epic Catharsis. Welcome back to another episode of Epic Catharsis. I'm your host, Tyler. I am your host, Kelly, and we have a special guest with us. Hi, I'm Christina. And today we're going to be talking about the 2002 classic Nintendo game, Mario Sunshine. So Mario Sunshine, like Tyler said, came out in 2002 on the GameCube. Um, It wasn't the first Mario game. I think it was preceded by Luigi's Mansion. And they do actually uh, have some Easter eggs from Luigi's Mansion, including the main... uh, the main mechanic of the game, the flood device, which was invented by uh, Professor E. Gad from Gad Sciences Incorporated, that's actually from Luigi's Mansion. And I didn't know that until doing some research for this video, So, because I wasn't a big Luigi's Mansion kid, but I've heard the new one's really good. We have to go back and try that. So the game starts with Toadsworth, Peach, and Mario, and they're on this plane, And you see, like, a map that looks like a dolphin, and then they land at an airstrip, Delfino Airstrip, um, which is, like, an offshoot of Delfino Isle. And they're there for a vacation. So Mario and Toadsworth and Peach, they get off this plane, and they see this big pile of, like, mud. And Peach sees a figure off in the distance while Mario and Toadsworth are complaining about how to keep the princess safe and everything. So... Toadsworth sends Mario off to go get help, and before Mario leaves the airstrip, he comes across the Flash Liquidizer Ultra Dousing Device, or Flood. Um, So, Flood introduces itself. It's kind of sentient, uh, and it's basically a squirt. It's like a super-powered squirt gun. Uh, So... Oh, fun fact about Flood also. it, It said that it was invented by Professor Gad... Um, Professor E. Gad from Gad Sciences Incorporated, which is a shout-out to Luigi's Mansion. Anyways, so Mario gets this flood device, and he starts cleaning up the the big pile of mud. Uh, Stuff happens, the mud is cleaned, but then Mario is arrested. Because that figure that Peach saw was actually a... had a strong resemblance to Mario... And the reason is that the bad guy was trying to frame Mario for polluting this whole island. So Mario is sentenced to community service to clean it up. And that is the premise of this game. So when you're finished cleaning up on the airstrip, you wind up getting arrested and thrown in jail. And then, like Kelly said, they sentence you to community service. And so now you're kind of on the main island. And... The the beginning starts where you're kind of cleaning up all this paint-like goo, and then you chase Shadow Mario, and you wind up unlocking a new place to go and clean. And this place is called, I think, it, is it Blanco Hills or is it Rico Harbor? I think it's Blanco Hills is the first one. So as you continue to play this game and unlock more shine sprites, you unlock more areas that you have to go and clean that are all a part of this Isle Delfino. Yeah, and the first place you go is Bianco Hills. 
Oh, Bianca, that's my fault. Yep, yep, yep. So we're starting out this game with a half-decent story of, you know, being framed for this destruction of the island, which I think for a Mario game, I never played really many growing up, but I think it's a pretty pretty well-established story to start and give you a reason to want to complete the end and clear your name. Well, yeah, I mean, you start out and you're like, who is this Shadow Mario guy who's trying to frame me for this? Like, I just wanted to go on vacation and have a good time. Yeah, so not only are you fr- uh, clearing your name, but you're also hunting down who the Shadow version is and trying to solve the mystery. So it's kind of a twofold story. Well, not only all that, but they also wind up taking Peach. And so you have to rescue Princess Peach. Just like any classic Mario game. Why don't you guys tell me about your honest opinions, and we'll start with our guest. How did you feel about this game when you played it, as the gameplay, all that stuff? Well, first of all, I was very nostalgic about this game, because the GameCube was the system I grew up with, and this was one of those games that I had never beaten until a few weeks ago. Um, so... Playing it brought back a lot of old feelings of having a good time as a kid, but also made me realize how frustrating the gaming mechanics are. And see, I think that's interesting because the gameplay mechanics, I actually thought were the highlight of the game itself. I think that it was really good for its time, but one of the biggest problems I had with it was the camera angles and the views. It made it really difficult to get through all the strategically hard kind of obstacle course quests there's definitely a there's definitely a disconnect between the the generation of the game you know having it come out in 2002 the camera angles and stuff some of it just doesn't translate well for sure but as a whole i mean i think the game's a lot of fun it's very colorful it's um adventurous the island inhabitants are a lot of fun and just the whole story as you're trying to figure out who this bad guy is why they're framing you and then rescuing princess peach was a was a good time yeah the the story is engaging and the levels are so clever they're designed so well and seamlessly put into this one small island with these these inhabitants and um as far as the story goes or i guess the story building goes and the universe building i thought it was really cool but for me the gameplay was an exercise in your emotional strength (laughs) like (laughs) i rage quit so many times i rage quit so many times and it was It was frustrating, to say the least. Because then there's the secret levels where Shadow Mario takes your Flood. And the Flood, what's so cool about it is that not only do you use it as, like, a hose to sort of clean away the goo, but you have, like, hover nozzles and super speed nozzles and, like, a rocket nozzle. And, um, this Flood is taken away, and the only thing you have to get through these levels is Mario and his Olympic gymnast-esque acrobatic skill so half the time you're just falling off the edge of things because you can't get Mario to do what you want him to do 
and that's a little frustrating. One of the good things about the map is it kind of helps you level out that rage-inducing, like, the falls and all the, like, whenever you fail, you can go to a different a different spot on the map and kind of go through those courses and get those shine sprites. But on the other side, like every place kind of has the same layout. So you do the first couple quests to get the shine sprites, but then there's always going to be, let's, let's chase this. uh, Well, I don't remember what his name is. Pantissimo. Let's chase Pantissimo. And then let's chase shadow Mario. And then let's do this strategic, level where they take away your flood Let's get the so coins, yeah. so you can navigate away from those hard levels but eventually you're always going to be brought back to it and i think it's funny because even though you can beat the game with how many is it 50 stars something like that yeah something like that you know we i don't think that we got anywhere close to the full amount of stars that the game offers which is i think closer to 90 or 100 because like the Yoshi one, like that just was not going to happen. And certain levels, I mean, you just skip them and you go to the next area and complete that at place. Yeah. we. I think we got in between 65 and 70. We all played it together and then we would like rage quit one section and go do a different section and we would all try the hard stuff until one of us rage quit and just threw the controller at the other person, basically. It was definitely easier just to hand the controller off to somebody else. It was always me. <laughs> Giving yourself a mental break. <laughs> Gonna have to go take like some blood pressure medicine. But anyways, that's kind of that's kind of the game. That's our that's how we felt about it. I think the interesting thing that we've kind of brought up in this episode is the gameplay. And when you're looking at a video game, you know, there's kind of two aspects that really go hand in hand when video games are being designed and built, and that's the gameplay and the story. The story is what's happening, and the gameplay is how it happens. So you have your easy genres as your shooting genres, like your Halos or your Call of Duties, where it's a first person, you're just easy mechanics. You're running through the story and shooting the enemies on screen. Or you have something like Mario Sunshine, where it's more puzzle interactive and things like that. And the fun part to look at games like this, or games in general, is how those two mesh together, because I think that we can all agree that the video games that either work really well or the games that don't work are whenever the gameplay and the story don't mesh. Well, I, necess- so, I don't necessarily agree with that. because some Okay, of the, why not? With some of the biggest games on the market today, which is 2021, are Call of Duty and Fortnite and games... It, overwatch games that don't really have a story to begin with so the mechanic is super important for drawing people in and having fun but there is a certain genre of game that is dedicated to story and game mechanics and how they combine and i think that was really important in 2002 because for instance mario sunshine the developers i think had a much greater plan for this where they would have like a pvp section where you paint the town and see you can paint more, which I think was the inspiration for Splatoon, but they didn't have the the right mechanics or I guess the right technology or the right interface to do that until later, until the last few years. So 
I think story and mechanics are important for that type of game, but I don't necessarily think that's the only way to have a successful game. Well, let me let me counter your let me counter your your argument because I think that in my opinion, when I mean the story and gameplay, a lot of what you are talking about is I'm not saying all of them, but most of them are online games. You know, the online Call of Duties or the Fortnite where you're playing with multiple people. And yeah, there's not an established storyline of an A to B. But to me, what I think the developers are going for for the story aspect is the story that the player can get out of it. That they can say, I won. I'm going for the gold. So it's not your story within the game itself, but the story of the physical person who's playing the game. And I think that also has some some depth to it of trying to show that you can have your own story within the game, which is all the video games are about, is the interactive player being a part of the story. I I see where you're coming from. Um, I guess like a cool fun fact out of that. I know that doesn't cover all of them, but... I mean, they did a study on the... Because around the 2000s, early 2000s, when video games were really getting big, too, uh, a lot of parents were like, you're just going to get violent and everything. So they did a study on the effects of different types of games. So they did the violent games, but they also did games with more productive messages like Mario Sunshine. And they found that kids who had played Mario Sunshine were more likely to help other people than kids who weren't. And I thought that was really cool because this whole story is based around, yes, it's based around Mario getting framed by Shadow Mario, but more than that, it's it's a community of people whose homes got ruined by pollution and whose culture got covered in paint and they just needed some help. And Mario stepped up to the point where even though he was arrested and ordered to be in community service, um... The Piantas wound up loving him. He he earned his place as a, as a member of this community through the service he provided. And I, can, I think kids took a certain amount of that message away from playing the game. I also enjoyed the fact that the gaming mechanics through the use of Flood, he also had a mind of his own. So not only was this just a tool you were using, but you connected with him and kind of made a friendship. Yeah, so you had like a partner going through the story with you. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I think it's interesting because I I feel like you're kind of touching on theme a little bit. Within story, you know, you have the different one of the different building blocks of story is your theme or what's the message that you're trying to impart to the players or the 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 consumers of the story. And I think that showing that you're trying to send this message of helping others or competition through online gaming and stuff, I think that's kind of what you're hitting on in a way. Well, yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, a commentary on your, what you said about the player going through journey through the story of the video game. So. All right. So we've talked about the gameplay mechanics. Let's, let's talk about the end of this game. That's going to be the controversial part of this. The ending of this game was so anticlimactic. It, it was yeah, very it, frustrating. It was. It was just bad. It was just bad. And I think, at least from my perspective, the reason why it was so bad 
Well, first off, let's tell the or- ending of the story. You know, obvious, obvious spoilers if you haven't played it since 2002, but here, here's the, here's the ending of it. So once you reach, I believe it's level seven of every piece on the map, every part you can go to and do these quests. Once you get seven shine sprites, you unlock Corona Mountain. And once you unlock Corona Mountain, you have this kind of obstacle course you have to go through. It's you're tra- you're basically traveling through the inside of a volcano. Infuriating, by the way. Yes, it was it took multiple tries. Um, but anyways, so you finally you go through this volcano. You use your rocket to get out of the volcano, and you find Bowser. Bowser Jr. or Baby Bowser and Peach kind of lounging in this hot tub shaped like a shine sprite. And you find out earlier in the story that the Shadow Mario you've been chasing this whole time was Baby Bowser Jr. So they're just kind of chilling like in the sky outside this volcano in a shine sprite hot tub and they're like, oh, you found us. (laughs) First off, why is the hot tub levitating? How does that How make is it levitating? sense? How does that you make know, sense? No physics involved in that one. Uh-uh. Oh, also, I think we need to touch on a little bit of background with the story real quick. So, Bowser had lied to Bowser Jr. and told him that Peach was his mom, which is why baby Bowser kidnapped Peach. So... Peach, also Peach is just chilling in this hot tub on like an inner tube shaped like a duck or something. She's just like, oh, hey, I need rescued now, I guess. So anyways, you go around and you basically break the hot tub and it, it tumbles out of the sky because that makes sense. And you face plant in the sand. You Peach Mario face plants in the down sand. on her parasol. <laughs> Peach is just being a goddess descending from the sky above. And Flood dies. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Flood is... It was so dramatic, too. Flood was like, I'll see you in the next life. <sighs> and then not even 30 seconds later, they were like, oh yeah, we just fixed Flood. Like, it tries to give you this emotional impact, and then they're like, oh yeah, Flood's fine. I mean, I guess I get that, because it is a game meant for children. But then it's just Bowser and Baby Bowser, for some reason, do not land in the same place, and they just appear way off in the distance, floating away, and Bowser's like, So I have something to tell you, son. And Baby Bowser's like, I already know, Dad. Mama Peach isn't actually my mama. And then (laughs) Big Bowser's like, Oh, so you knew. And then Baby Bowser's like, I'm gonna go get her anyway. I'll beat Mario one day. And then... Big Bowser's just like, that's my boy. And that's it. I mean, I also, I I paraphrased for those of you who have actually played, not, have or have You're not played like this. You're just like expecting this emotional meeting, anger from Mario, Bowser like, how'd you find us? Baby Bowser like, cackling away in the corner and you know you'd think peach would be like oh mario finally you saved me but she's just chilling in the hot tub with her parasol like finally and then it just 
ends. And the gaming mechanics at the end aren't even, like, it's not even that much of a challenge. You just use your rocket nozzle and ground pound away, and that's it. Well, that's the most frustrating part. It's like you have that one final going through the bottom of the volcano to get to them, and you've learned all these skills and gameplay mechanics throughout this game, and you only had to utilize, like, two or three of them. You only use one out of four nozzles, and then you just ground pound. It's it's frustrating in the fact of you feel cheated. You feel like you've done all this work to become better at this game through all these puzzles and challenges. And it doesn't even matter how weak the story is at the bottom. I mean, it is it is a Mario game. But, I mean, it just it felt so cheated with the gameplay. And also, like, it feels like Peach didn't even need to be saved. Because, to me, she feels like Regina from Mean Girls. Honestly, she had her parasol. She could have just jumped out of the hot tub. She had everything she needed to do it herself, and she didn't. It was definitely frustrating, for sure, to say the least. But I guess the game was great. Overall, it was definitely a triumph for coming out in the early 2000s. Yeah, if not for the ending and even negating the nostalgia factor, it really objectively... Well, I I guess not objectively. It is a subjective opinion. But I enjoyed it. I just... Oh, absolutely. I'm mad about the ending. And we definitely recommend, if you have some free time and want to pick up a game, this is an easy one. Would recommend. Definitely. Only took us, what, two, three days to finish? It's really like a day and a half. Yeah, it wasn't too long. Yeah. Yeah. Do recommend. It got good reviews, too, so you don't have to trust us. There are plenty more opinions out there that tell you at least give it a try. It's out on the Switch now uh, with the 3D, is it like All-Stars or Superstars pack? Yeah. So you guys have heard from us about what we recommend with this game, what we enjoyed, what we didn't, some things that we probably would have done a little bit different. Now you guys tell us what you think. And we want to thank our very special guest, Christina, for being here with this episode. My pleasure. And we will see you next time on Epic Catharsis. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Epic Catharsis. Check us out at our website, www.epiccatharsis.com, or you can check out our Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram pages and let us know what you thought. We'll be back Wednesday, so don't forget to subscribe for more episodes. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.